0: Within, 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 enlightenment, within enlightenment. So uh, where this talk title came from is from this uh, book, which we're about to be studying with uh, Bruce Nelson's help uh, on Friday, The Precious Treasury of the Basic Space of Phenomena by Longchen Rabjan or Longchenpa. 14th century uh, Tibetan monk, sage, Part of the Yingma tradition, teacher of Zogchen. for those of you who have heard about that particular practice in Tibetan Buddhism. And I want to read uh, a little bit of what he says here because I can't say it this way. This translation is a very good one. And so, as some of you know, Bruce Nelson is an old friend of mine, and a student of Buddhism, has been for 50 years. More and I was coming here to teach on Fridays at noon. He's coming this Friday. No, no, uh,
1: January 12th.
0: January 12th, okay So anyway, this uh, this is a great book uh, It says within the first two words within enlightenment awareness without transition or change the universe of appearances and possibilities whether of samsara or nirvana arises with nothing to renounce or attain In the experience of yogins, now we would say yoginis also, in the experience of yogins who do not perceive things dualistically, the fact that things manifest without truly existing is so amazing that they burst into laughter. 14th century, a long time ago, way up in the Himalaya. spent most of the time either traveling around Tibet or in retreat, he only lived to be, I think, 56, very young. He passed. But what is this? This is this, another thing, another teacher that passed away in 1981, the 16th Karmapa. Uh, the the lineage of uh, Karmapas goes back to the, what, 12th century. And uh, Longchen Rabjan was also a student of the third Karmapa. Do uh, you remember his name? No. Um, not coming to me right now. Rongjung Dorje, Rongjung. Self-existing indestructibility is the translation of the Tibetan, Rongjung. And this, in the the 16th Karmapa, whose name is very close to that, is Rangjung Rikpe Dorje, or indestructible, self-existing insight, Rikpe is insight. And on his deathbed in 1981, His Holiness, the 16th Karmapa, said to, uh, the Dharma heir of Trungpa Rinpoche, who was there at the time, Ursul Tenzin. Nothing happens. This is in the midst of Ursul Tenzin weeping because His Holiness the Sixteenth was dying of cancer. Nothing happens. How 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 can how can you say that? How about there's obviously things happening. Things are moving this way, moving that way. What what possible kind of teaching could be in a statement like that, other than just to make you say okay i don't I get that just like this uh, statement of uh bon Chimpa, one could when we see that things are both there and not there at all you could burst into laughter over that. you probably won't burst into laughter until you've looked at it for a long time and then you start to see what this is i can say it in a couple of words i've been saying it for a couple of decades not separate anything you think is two things look again. It gets the one thing you think is separate from something else gets its meaning from that other situation. And how do we find this out? And why even why even go there? Why find it out? What's so important about this? Why can't we just why can't we just work and have a job and take a vacation now and then? You can. Some people are doing that. Quite often there are people who are either born into money or tend to make a lot of money uh, who are able to kind of support themselves for 50, 60, 70 years and we are just fine. You could do that. But you're not doing that, you're here. You're here. And you're here for all kinds of different reasons. If you looked at why you're even here, you might just have come in for a, a day, you might have come in for an hour, you might have come in here for several years. This te- this teacher, uh, Longchampa taught very directly, directly pointed out the nature of the mind to his students and in all of his teachings. That just those few lines I read there are. There's just more of the same. It's this. It's this. When we read it, there's this constant kind of almost a kind of a badgering of our intellect, of our thinking process, our analytical mind to uh, slow down, level out, and just see what this is. Not think about what it is, but see what it is. Hear what it is. Smell what it is. Taste what it is. Feel what it is. Think what it is. How does it look to you? you understand? Do you have questions about this?
2: Why is it laughter that the yogi or yogini would burst into?
0: I think it comes from seeing how preposterous it is that we would have any problem with anything. How we actually take this and turn it into some kind of something else. And seeing that, that uh, complication just... Seeing it, seeing it, seeing it, and seeing it just kind of unwinds. And then we see that it's not separate. We see that we're not separate from anything. We see that those who are assigning success to one situation and failure to something else, who are looking at themselves and thinking, doing so well here, I'm having this kind of thought or that kind of thought. I I used to feel really good, now I don't feel so good. is to begin to see that we're generally inventing all of those problems so it can get quite humorous.
2: There's also stories of teachers bursting into tears.
0: Same thing. Laughter, tears. There's also stories of teachers bursting into rage and chasing their students down the street. I don't do that very often. (laughs) It's not because I don't feel like it. I just am old.
1: (laughs) Could you read the text again? I can. Thank you.
0: To spend the whole half-hour hour just reading this. Needs self-existing bookmarks here. Sure. Within enlightenment, awareness without transition or change. Within enlightenment, the universe of appearance, of appearances and possibilities whether of samsara or this wheel of life and death and the struggle part of our, of our existence, or nirvana or the, the happiness, the completion, the end of suffering part, arises with nothing to renounce or to attain. So nothing to stay away from or nothing to grasp onto, passion and aggression. In the experience of yogins who do not perceive things dualistically, in other words, they don't, they don't see two different things, They just see just this. And if you see just this, and you notice that those around you are not doing that, they have kind of this interior war going on. They might even have a very peaceful kind of countenance, but there's some kind of interior war going on, or struggle, or conflict, or disagreement. Sometimes it won't even come to the surface enough to even realize you're having that. Just you'll have heartburn, maybe. And other times, something might happen out here that triggers your internal warfare and suddenly you get upset the fact that things i'll read the other line first in the experience of yogins or practitioners or meditators who do not perceive things dualistically their perception is just this it's not me perceiving that the fact that things manifest without truly existing is so amazing that they burst into laughter so this is the idea of actually seeing that everything is an illusion, at the same time, uh, that doesn't mean you can kick a cement block. That's what quite often what we use to, to bring ourselves into some kind of materialism, or some kind of solidity as we, we say, well this is very solid, this is not an illusion.
3: What does it mean for something to manifest without truly existing?
0: You're looking at it. I'm looking at it. We're all looking at it. You're looking at something that is here but isn't, doesn't truly exist.
3: What does it mean for something to truly exist?
0: If it truly exists, then it doesn't have any credentials. If it has credentials, then it arises and it goes away. It comes back and it goes away. So it's impermanent. Have you noticed how you can't maintain anything? Or not? If you haven't noticed that. You can't really maintain anything.
3: Does anything truly exist?
0: Find out. You wouldn't believe me if I told you. Want to test that? Ask me the question again.
3: Does anything truly exist? Yes and no. Or how do
0: I find out? Find out who you are, and how you do that is sit down hold still and see who you aren't. Good luck. Is it
2: is that is it a pro, is it a process of of, of, of stripping things away?
0: Which or, man? Mm-hmm. Go ahead, please.
2: I, maybe not stripping them away, but just kind of letting them fall away. Which one? I mean you said when you're sitting you're you're seeing what you're what you aren't. You're yes. Meditating, you're seeing what you aren't. So you're, you're, you're saying? You're seeing what you are not. You said yes, by seeing what it. you are not. I said that, yes.
0: <clears throat> What's the question?
2: So you, you just keep doing that? Yeah. Not this, not this, not this, not this.
0: Yeah, you don't have to say
2: that. I mean I mean not it's saying like, it, yeah. Red truck,
0: red truck, red truck. <laughs> <laughs> you can just, just see and, and let it do whatever it needs to do. Don't accept, don't reject, don't look away. Don't accept it. In other words, convince yourself or, or lecture yourself about anything. Like some of the real subtle kinds of lectures that actually continues to cause you to spin in circles and not see the truth of your reality is things like, there I go again. Anytime you make any comment on anything, don't elaborate On anything. On anything.
2: Is said something in the text that um, arises without anything to attain or renounce. Yes. If, uh, if it arises without anything to attain or renounce, does it still arise?
0: It may. How yeah. does it... Go ahead, please. How
2: does it arise
0: differently? It both arises and it doesn't arise. It both... something happens and it doesn't happen. But we are so attached to things happening... That uh, someone like His Holiness the 16th uh, decided to point out the opposite, that we're missing. Nothing happens. And what does this cause us to do? Somebody like His Holiness said that. Maybe this is something I should look more deeply into. And back in the 80s, uh, they, even the community that was around him at the time even made a pumper sticker that said nothing happens on it. I remember yellow, yellow letters on a red background. People proudly displayed that and drove around Chicago where he died. Of course, nothing happened, so he didn't really die. Rongjung Rigby Dorje. David?
2: Earlier you said leveling out. What is leveling out?
0: What, what context did I use?
2: Um, I don't know. What came up, though, is if we're looking at movement, how does that fit into leveling out?
0: I, I, I don't know. I'm not sure what. I'm not saying you didn't say that, but I'm not, I'm not remembering how, how I used that.
2: If there's nothing to maintain, yes. then is there something to be leveled out?
0: No. So this is a, my way of saying this is less is better, which is nothing new, or don't do anything unless you have to. Which is, I didn't invent that. Your, your first person you heard that from was probably your mom. Stop that. Then your mom talk that way. <laughs> the other one is, now why did you do that? It's like, hmm... I immediately started the study of existentialism. <laughs> Why did I do that? Why did I? Do that? The title of the talk is "Within Enlightenment."
3: Yes. What does that
0: mean? It's just a way of it's a way of talking about the concept of enlightenment, and it's a way of using a, an idea of a container. Within this understanding, uh, everything is included; nothing is separate. So therefore, the pluses, the minuses, there's nothing to grasp, there's nothing to reject, there's nothing to strive for, there's nothing to renounce, there's nothing to be, there's nothing n- not to be. The The thing that is frightening to ego or self-centeredness or who we think we are, the most frightening thing is death. That we, we see people around us, we all know somebody who has died, maybe even recently. Or have they, where have they gone? Have they gone?
3: There's another way to say that. Uh, to say that everything is here and there's nowhere for anything to
0: go. Yeah, you could say that. But you you can't say it particularly. I mean you can say it, but unless you're saying it if you're saying it out of a philosophy, then it, you know, it might be true and it might be interesting to contemplate or have a discussion about it. But it if you if you're not if you're saying it out of realizing that, then it's then actually you might not even say anything. Realization doesn't spur you on to say anything particular. Yes
3: to set up the container of within enlightenment. Is there an outside of enlightenment?
0: Yeah. It's like it's like once you step outside of it you realize that you haven't gone anywhere. Surprise. That's why it's so funny. That's why you would laugh is when you when you realize as the Trunk Verbaj called it the cosmic joke. The cosmic joke, you realize what this is. It, it would be like Occasionally you'll see a movie where someone dies and then they realize that they're looking at their body and they're still, consciousness is still manifest or is there or hasn't gone anywhere. It's just a story. Maybe something to that, maybe not. If you understand what this is, you don't care what it does. You don't really care whether you continue to exist or non-exist because you're not separate from anything. So things may, act, may go on, they may not. You have, you have no uh, vested interest in anything in particular other than the vow. As a Buddhist practitioner, you're, you're invested in saving all beings, being with all things. Yeah. Why? Because you see so much suffering. You've been through the suffering yourself. You've come to some kind of understanding. Maybe you're totally awake. Maybe you're not. Not too. Yeah, it's very tricky.
3: What is outside of enlightenment? It isn't anything. Why does it seem like there's some, somewhere else to get
0: to, to obtain enlightenment? Very good. Yeah, it's because of desire and it's because of operating out of hope and fear, hoping that things are going to get better. It's just a, that's a, you could say it's a waste of energy to do that. You're just energizing some kind of dream off in the distance or something. Or fear that things are going to collapse and go into, into hell. Yes.
1: Michael Worthington from Battle Creek asks Is that that
0: really smart guy that comes here every right now and then?
1: Yeah. Can you
0: maintain enlightenment? No. What? <clears throat> Nobody asked. No, there's nothing. It's not a maintenance situation. It's already the case. You're, it's been said, and I'm saying you're you're already what you're looking for is right in front of you, always. If you think it's somewhere else, then you'll go somewhere else, and then you look. It's not there, and then you go somewhere else, and it won't be there. Go from job to job, relationship to relationship, to city to city.
2: Um, In the Yogacara tradition, to talk about perception only, there's a whole system of understanding what this is. Um, How important is it to understand all these different um, concepts to see what's right in front of us?
0: Okay. So uh, it isn't important to understand them, but it is important to study them. And it's important to study them to see the way in which you can understand them. It's a different way of looking at understanding the scholar he or she or they are using that to try to squeeze some kind of ultimate understanding in, in a lot of cases not in every case it's using intellect using uh logic using different processes but it's, it's not necessary to actually get something out of it but it seems to be necessary to do that because that's it's part of our tradition that's that's what supports this at practice it's just like Chanting the sutras To someone who doesn't do this, that this probably looks kind of ridiculous. What is that about chanting a bunch of words we don't understand? Forms, it's very important. Forms are extremely important. But it's not so important to understand in the way that ego wants to understand. More.
2: So if our energy is moving towards understanding, um, I'm just wondering, that is just what I do. So how do I work with that that uh, that habit energy?
0: Just keep, just a good description of it. Just habit energy. Just keep looking at it. Don't fight with it. Don't try to stop it. Don't justify it or fluff it up. Don't comment on your mental activity. Just observe it. If you do do nothing with it, it will do various things, depending on the karma that is arising that provides you with the... Uh, sure. Uh, your sex, your intelligence level, your everything about you. Causes and conditions come together, your mom and your dad, all of the things that we can't really even look at. So that's why it seems to be important to just hold still and just watch what's moving.
2: Does the study of um, the Dharma inform perception? Somewhat.
0: Insight? Somewhat, and it's a little bit different with each person, some people, uh, the Yogacara uh, tradition of, uh, and the teaching of uh, Vasubandhu is uh, everything is perception only. This means it's just this. But to expand that a little bit, it's that the subjective aspect of, of experience and the objective aspect of experience, or me and that, or me, myself and I, and that itself and them. Those situations, when we see what has actually happened, there's just a the perception. There's, not, there's no object. And there's no self, there's just a perception. And in that perception we see, not, not separate. So therefore, where there's, there's no way you can threaten that. It's called wisdom. And if you don't see it, if you don't understand it, uh, that's because there's probably some kind of a grasping going on, not just you personally, but anyone. The grasping situation is what's elusive in that way. We, we want it, but you can't grasp something that you already are, you're not separate from it. It's your birthright, just, just wake up, That's simple. Like Banke Itaku said in what the thirteenth, fourteenth, fifteenth, seventeenth century Japanese monk said, just remain in your Buddha nature. Just just remain in who you are, what you are. You might say, we might say, we all might say, Well, I feel so bad, it can't be that. Yes, it is. I feel so good. How do I maintain this good feeling that's my Buddha nature? So don't the whole maintenance of anything is ego, wanting some kind of a control over things. Yes.
3: What about our pain and suffering? Is Buddha
0: nature? What's the first words out of the Buddha's mouth? As far as we know, first noble truth. What is it? Life of yeah.
1: <laughs>
0: Apparently, he wasn't bullshitting. We all got a a big dose of that. And he didn't say part time. That's why some people who don't don't know don't practice this. Just look at it with some kind of uh, intellectual uh, objectivity. Think of like. Think of Buddhism as a nihilistic or nihilistic spiritual path, but not true. Yes.
3: So if we realize or see our Buddha nature, we won't get rid of our suffering?
0: You won't care whether you get rid of it or not. You won't be concerned about that because you see it's, you're not separate from anything. You're not separate from your own suffering. You're not separate from the suffering, suffering of your next door neighbor. Not separate, separate from the suffering of all the, the public figures we see that are in intense suffering that are covering it up with their fame, their fortune, trying to stave off impermanence, death, like the Buddha, I can't remember which, uh, it was a woman uh, teacher that's in, we chanted her name, maybe one of you can remember it, uh, sent her around and say, S- go, go to every house and see if you can find a household where no one has died. Anyone remember which, which one that is, one of, the, one of our matriarchs? She became an arhat, or an enlightened person. More? Last?
2: Where do our projections come from?
0: Fear. Fear. Because if we, when we begin to see what this is, we see that we're not separate from it. And when we see they're not separate from it, we see that you're, you're, if there's any sh- uh, shred of ego, as they say, Left, that's going to back off and want to protect and want to tell stories and protect ourselves. So then we project onto it, so we are not open to that that open dimension of being where there's, for ego, there's no safety. We begin when you practice meditation, you eventually will go through some kind of a. Um, what rite of passage or whatever they call that, where you go into a real difficult area. Those are the areas you've been able to block off for the last 13 lifetimes or this lifetime. We begin to, we, we've just decided that we're going to subject ourselves, you could say, to a, a training process, which is sometimes called meditation, sometimes called voluntary suffering, sit down, hold still, Watch what moves. Eventually, you will start to see deeper and deeper levels of your experience that you've been shutting off. It doesn't mean that if you went into retreat for three months, necessarily you'd have success. You might just. Let's see what a failure you are.
1: Terry from Hawaii. Terry. She asks Are the perceptions that arise an illusion, or is it the interpretation of the perception through the six sense fields the illusion? I guess what I am asking.
0: Is there anything actually arising? Since I'll answer the last question, no. Of course, the self-centered, the ego mind immediately said, says, yeah, there is. So what is it that, if there isn't anything arising, then what is that that looks like it's arising? Just arising is no credential for some kind of valid separation from other things that are different. Can you read the text one more time? I certainly can, thank you. Would you like to read it? The 14th century, of course, and written in Tibetan. 14th century. Within enlightenment, awareness, without transition or change, as His Holiness Karmapas said, nothing happens. The universe of appearance, excuse me the universe of appearances and possibilities whether of samsara or of nirvana arises with nothing to renounce or attain in the experience of yogins who do not perceive things dualistically the fact that things manifest without truly existing is so amazing they burst into laughter the fact that things manifest without truly existing to the self-centered or ego mind, we, we grasp at things and reject things and ignore things, the three poisons, passion, aggression, and ignorance, which gives us some kind of a, some kind of a concreteness and also a, a sense of the illusion of time, that there is a past and there is a future. When, not exactly.
2: If nothing arises, Is everything that we think arise 100% bullshit then? 99%. What's
0: the
2: 1%?
0: Um, that's the part we keep missing. The one percent. That's what happens when you talk to Zen dudes, <laughs> and it's not a deliberate attempt to confound you or appear mystical. Or it's just—it's just this. It's just this. Yes, Shoka.
2: How come you titled this uh, talk "Within Enlightenment"?
0: That's the first two words of the line.
2: <clears throat> Is something about those two words more important?
0: Mm, they were the beginning of what he said.
2: <laughs>
0: uh, I looked at other, and this is a, I, could have, I could have called it, might have been much more effective, and it would have stopped you from asking that question. <laughs> if I had called it um, nothing to renounce, or the experience of yogins, I could have called it uh, awareness without transition. But that might have gotten me into some kind of philosophical spat with (laughs) someone. So uh, a few lines after that, although sensory appearances do not exist, they manifest in all their variety. Although emptiness does not exist, it extends infinitely, (laughs) reaching everywhere. Although dualistic perception does not exist, there is still fixation on things having individual identity. Although they have no basis, a continual succession of lifetimes manifests. No basis. So you often you will hear me say, talk about your past lives, my past lives, and at the same time say, I don't believe that, nor do I disbelieve it. Not necessary to believe or disbelieve or ignore anything for it to do whatever it does, and whatever it does, it's not separate. It
3: says the experience of yoginis or yogins that um, you've talked about. Enlightenment as not being an experience, so yes. what, what
0: is experience pointing to in that So, case? he's using it this way, we don't know what the Tibetan word that someone looked at and say, I think this means experience, and I go, that's the best word to use, so we don't know what he used in Tibetan, those of us that study Tibetan, I don't think there's anyone here studying that, but we could go and look at that and that could show up. Or, the way I work with that is I say, experience uh, is come and go. Uh, realization doesn't do anything, it doesn't appear, it doesn't disappear. It doesn't mean that realization, if this were to come about, excuse me, wouldn't have uh, experiential qualities or, or, or have some kind of experience with it, but what it is in itself is not particularly an experience. It doesn't have a color, a texture, a shape, a smell, a rhythm, a tone, yes? Is perception an
3: experience?
0: experiential yeah, perception, but it's a way of uh, it's a way you could say it's a way of tricking you because ego loves this ego wants this until it starts to realize that it's walking into a Venus flytrap, which is the nature of a, uh, of awakening it's uh, it's ego starts to hear this off in the distance its own funeral march not to get, what do they call that word when you're getting negative about something
2: morbid, pessimistic
0: yeah, macabre. those two. Macabre? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, macabre. So there's an experiential quality to it, but it's... In itself, uh, it's, it's still the case, even if there's no experience happening. So your experiences may still keep continue, to come, continue to come and go, but they can't find a central... They can't find a self anymore. They can't find somebody who's having an experience. So I'm having an experience of listening to my own voice in response to your voices. What's the difference? What's happening over here that may not be happening over there? Can you see or can you tell? Can you speculate? Does it look like you're asleep and I'm awake? bit. Really? I'm making a good impression on everyone. Yes.
1: A uh, question, uh, another one from Michael. Um, is enlightenment just a perception?
0: I think I think it is. Uh, It's a concept about something, so I'm not sure where his question is coming from, but I would say... Is this Michael Worthington? It is. Yeah. So I would say, yeah, it is. We need something. We have to talk about all these words, translations, and we talk about perception only, and we we have to use the words in order to nudge ourselves, to crowd ourselves, to to bring our, our awareness to see what is fundamentally the truth. The truth, what was fundamentally the truth, not separate. Nothing is separate. Things are separated, sometimes to the extreme, but fundamentally not separate. Yes?
1: And a follow-up question from Sanho in Saginaw. What is enlightenment then?
0: Well, there's different ways of saying that. It's, uh, it's the end of warfare. There's no internal warfare. The most difficult emotion, you think, can flood into you from God knows where. And you don't, you don't, don't, you don't, you don't dismiss I don't care about that. I'm enlightened. Nothing bothers me anymore. I don't mean that. You're saying that things come in and they can't find a self. They can't find a solid a part of your consciousness that's cringing in a corner, hoping nothing bad happens.
2: Is suffering different from warfare?
0: Suffering is just, it's just difficulty. We're just having it's an abrasiveness. We have nerve endings. All the, all the six sense fields, including a mind are like nerve endings. And there, if you're listening to to Mozart, maybe you don't like Mozart, and maybe you're listening to some particular kind of music you really like. You know, those nerve endings, the hearing, is, is our our there's uh, a lot of uh, romance or a lot of beauty happens in the uh, the the way that those sounds are arranged to 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 evoke something that is transcendent, that is beyond. That's why music is uh, uh, is is a uh, can be like like some kind of a religious experience. It's so so emotionally, it has a direct purchase on our on our emotions. It bypasses the intellect, usually. So just just uh, just like if you hear a kind of music you personally don't like, if you don't like I don't know some other kind of music, yes.
2: Is uh, duality a necessary part of suffering? Can you have suffering mm-hmm. without the, the duality?
0: You. The suffering can can continue on some level. Kind of difficulty or pain or um, abrasiveness can happen, but it doesn't have a self. That's no duality. There's no self that's having that experience. It's just that, so it's not separate. So, there, so it may come, it may not. The causes and conditions that arise as any given thing are no longer. You're no longer at war with anything. You're I'm not saying you're sitting back and enjoying your suffering. You're not adding on some kind of a. Uh, but you're not really concerned about whether it comes or goes. You're you you might even be just really curious about how emotions arise. You have more of a let's say, objective without having a subject. It's like as has been said before by other teaching persons. Uh, it's like thoughts without a thinker, thoughts without an identity that's creating. Go ahead.
2: Um, you, you often talk about suffering as abrasive, and you use the example of a feather and and nerve endings or something sharp. So there's just the texture yeah. of two. There's, that's how the contrast, the texture arises. So is contrast um, in some way different than duality or separation?
0: Contrast is just two is like uh, you know, good and evil, big contrast. Life and death, big contrast. But uh, the the mind that is there, the awareness that is not separating anything anymore, that's not separate from what it is seeing, then it may take on any. Any kind. It can, it can manifest as any, any number of things. It can show up in any form. More?
1: Another question from Terry in Hawaii.
0: Yes, Terry.
1: She asks, so the experience of nirvana is the same as the experience of samsara and neither exist?
0: Yes. Thank you, Terry. Yeah, they, both, they both non-exist. So we're talking about them, so something's happening there. But it's not separate. It's like, I talk, you listen. You talk, I listen. Yeah.
2: Is uh, thoughts without a thinker still investigation? Could be. So if you say um, don't believe or disbelieve, is that a continuous uh, investigation?
0: Seems to be that way. There's just a kind of curiosity that's making no demands. So it's like somebody puts a, a bowl of ice cream down in front of you, and you pick up your spoon, and then somebody takes it away. Has no effect whatsoever. When I say it has no effect whatsoever, I'm not saying it doesn't have an effect, but it doesn't have any effects whatsoever. So therefore it's, something is happening but it's, there's not a self who is regretting that or hurt by that or it's just, there's just curiosity about that. You could call it transcendental curiosity if you wanted to think of yourself as an enlightened sage. <laughs> uh, pistachio by the way, yes. <laughs>
1: Patrick from Seattle. Yes, Patrick. Yeah, he wants to know, are you the last Jedi? (laughs) I'm the
0: first Jedi. (laughs) All those others were fakes. (laughs) Spelled with two Ds. (laughs) have a few minutes left. Any final questions on this uh, within enlightenment? I would say, yes, go
2: ahead. um, we we're talking about if you realize, you're like, once you realize enlightenment, um, it's not that suffering quits existing, but it, you quit being bothered by it. No. Yeah. What about, is that the, the same for like uh, joy and happiness too? Then, Or is that
0: different? Yeah, you're not, you're not particularly, uh, it's not a big contrast anymore, but you're seeing it. I mean, we're not saying that if you uh, realize your true nature, this is a way of saying this, this is Zen realize who you are, your original face before your parent's birth, which is uh, not some other time. If you realize that, then uh, we're not saying that all the suffering in the world uh, goes away and you're not bothered by it. No, it can become very intense, the, the intense awareness, because you're no longer preoccupied with some self, some an imaginary guy or girl or person. There's no that preoccupation is there, so suddenly you're just you're living in an open dimension where you you have you barely have a body. When I'm saying that, I'm not saying it's some kind of mystical experience. I'm saying your body's here, but your your mind can just go anywhere, it goes through walls, it doesn't feel like anything special. It's very ordinary, so you don't brag about it, even to yourself, like ooh look what I can do. So. Suffering may come and go. It may Suffering may appear to be someone else's. It may appear to be yours. You're no longer confused about any of that. You're no longer at war. Uh, the best way is you just, I often say to people, if I, they're open to it or if it comes up, I just lose the war. There's nothing, you can't really lose what's really, what's really valuable. You can't lose it. You're not separate from it. It goes on forever. Yes?
2: What causes the ego to grab onto what doesn't exist?
0: Fear. What if? What if I make a mistake? What if I do something wrong? Sometimes we're confronted by, as sometimes your experience might be, or anyone's experience, you have, you're have you doing fine, you're, and then suddenly you're confronted by an extremely angry person. you know, And, to, and to, to be hooked by that, because you have not examined your own anger, then suddenly you're at war with somebody you don't even want to be, you might even be lecturing yourself, I gotta get out of here, I, I don't want to do this, but that person's really upsetting me because they're accusing me of something I haven't even done, I'm not guilty. We tend to get into that warfare but one who has some clarity, maybe they're not totally awake, but has some kind of clarity and the clarity is beginning to arise as more primary. The awareness is starting to seep out in front of the thought patterns, which are based on open fear. That awareness is getting out there and you're starting to see, it's almost like x-ray vision. The person is angry and you see how bad they're suffering, how afraid they are of their life. And they're so afraid, they want to find an enemy they can blame or attack so that they can get away from their own terror. They're terrified of their lives we There are people in public office office who are so completely terrified of everything that they're just they're just full of uh, detritus junk they're, they'll they'll say anything to throw up some kind of a smoke screen, not so much so you won't see what's really going on, but so they can't even see how how incredibly uh, terrified they are. You know what I mean we've talked about it before so. That's why it's so important to train, train your mind. All the things that's going on in politics, people shouldn't be doing this, shouldn't we? Well, maybe. I'm not saying you shouldn't, but please, if you're gonna, whatever you're going to do, please train your mind. You don't have to become a Buddhist. I don't give a shit what you do. Do whatever you want to do. But train your mind. That's really important. Walk away and if I don't ever see you again, do whatever you need to do. But train your mind to include a little bit of time where you sit down, hold still, and you don't do anything but watch what your mind is doing because that's the source of your difficulty, either now or 20 years from now. If you have the unexamined mind, if it's unexamined, then something happening out there because things are not separate will trigger this, and suddenly you will start to have feelings that you don't think are yours or you think are caused by those guys. Warfare, it's everywhere. You know, it's everywhere. I don't need to even go over it, yes?
1: Another question from Patrick in Seattle. Yes. Does suffering have a purpose, or is it just this?
0: Well, you could say it has a purpose. It's been said before, this is like a big school. Uh, the consciousness uh, breaks apart and comes down into living beings, and then you're here, and then you go through your own training period, and you there, either you, you learn what this is, or, or you learn, you understand it, you learn what it is, or else you just continue to fight with it and resist your, your lessons. Sometimes people come to me and ask me to be their teacher. I start to function as their teacher, and then they leave before the lessons are over with, without my permission. Is that wrong? No, it's not wrong. It's just difficult, painful. Thank you so much.
1: Once again, remind everybody about the all day. It's this Saturday. And as the end of the year comes, please remember to help us, support us financially, if you value this teacher and these teachings. Um, we truly appreciate any financial help you can provide us. We this kind of
2: training into all places so that we and every team being together.